This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team, the ultimate podcast for those who don't know sports, like myself. However, it's also the podcast for those who do know sports, like Tyler. Yeah, hi, I'm Tyler. I know sports and stuff, but um, <laughs> today was really interesting, Mark. Oh, right into it, huh? Yeah i i want to I want to just talk about you know my day today. Really? So this is now the podcast about you? No. your problems. Listen, I'm the sports knower. Uh, I'm really the driving force of this podcast. I feel like your introduction has been getting dumber and you've been <laughs> solely influenced by my <laughs> inability to know sports. But yes, how is your terrible day? So first of all, we're recording this the day after daylight savings happened, uh-huh. which I think should be abolished entirely. There's many studies that say the incidence of heart attacks increases the day after and the week after daylight savings time loses you an hour. So it's also now. There's also stats that say accidental deaths increase too, mm-hmm. like car accidents, yeah. you're talking about work accidents, yeah. all of those things. Increase. And conversely, they go down by the almost exact same percentage when you gain an hour. Yeah. Sleep is important, everybody. Get your sleep. Yeah, we. I I need to work on that. But you didn't get sleep. No. Uh, it was so bad that um, I was waiting for my rideshare ride over because mm. I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. And I got in the wrong car. Mm. <laughs> and I've never done this. Yeah. But every time I get into a rideshare, I confirm with the driver and I go, hey, this is for Tyler, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I want to. And this is the first time the driver didn't go, yeah, Tyler, yeah. Uh-huh. This guy goes, yeah, sure, and just starts driving. <laughs> he just starts driving. And we we do a U-turn, uh-huh. and we're we're still near my place because we had to turn around to go the opposite direction on the street. Uh-huh. And I look at my, my app, and I go, this is the wrong car. Uh-oh. And I tell him that this car, I, I tell the driver that this isn't the right car. Right. And I need to get out. And he's like... Why do I, you should know. <laughs> and he started being a dick to me. And I was just like, I, I need to get in the correct car. And so yeah. I opened the door and I got out and I walk over to the correct car and I get in the correct car. And then this guy, <laughs> he takes six different wrong turns. Great. <laughs> and there's a point in the drive. He's also like trying to screw a lid back on his water bottle. Cause <laughs> fair enough. He's trying to hydrate. His hands aren't even on the wheel of the Great. car going to 50 miles per hour. And I'm sitting here like, 
What is today? You're gonna die. You it was it was like destiny trying to tell you that you should have gotten in that first car and just not said anything. You know yeah, I, mean? I feel like I would have gone to the wrong No, place. you should have just told him like, Oh, I put it in wrong. Can you go actually here instead, you know, across town? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had that. Uh, I didn't get into the wrong Uber, but I was on the road downtown here-ish, and I was waiting for my ride. And mm -hmm. then this car pulls up. That's my car. And I see it, and I check it. I check the license plate. And I'm going to the door. And I'm like maybe 10 feet away from the door. And this guy comes up from behind me, sprints up to this car, rips open the door, and jumps in, slams, like he's being chased or something. And he's like, go, go, go! And the car just immediately takes off. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there looking at my phone being like, was I stupid? No, that's the right license plate driving away from me. So I text him, because you can message the guy, and I said, excuse me, but uh, I'm not in the car. And then he looks as, like, it takes him a while to get there, but I see the car, like, turn around the corner, and I can only assume, I hope he pulled over and stopped. But actually, no, he didn't, because I could see him on the map of my phone. He kept going, but he's texting me while he's doing it, like, what do you mean? You're in the car. I was like, no, no, I'm uh, I'm not in the car. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And he's just, like, panic texting me over and over, like, oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, I don't know what you do. Come back. He's like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't do that. And he's just like really freaking out like the driver. And I'm like, oh, this poor guy, it's okay. So I ended up just like letting him go to the next place and I paid for that ride and I then I got myself another Uber afterwards. <laughs> You're much nicer than I would be. I'd well, be like, I'm not in the car. You should drop him off and come get me. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I'm assuming the guy in that car, the one that hopped in, like, needed to go or yeah. something. Maybe he just robbed a bank or something. Either way, his day was important. Or he was, like, late to the airport. Come on, man. Let's imagine a little <laughs> bigger than that. You're okay. under inception. Okay. Incep inception. Inception, You got to yeah. dream a little bigger, darling. And then you pull out your grenade launcher. Boom! Ah. Uh. You that's a good that? quote. I do remember that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. that's a really good movie. Yeah. So. But was that the only travesty that happened in your day? Well, I mean, daylight savings happened. I tweeted about it being dumb and basically the, the reasons we talked about. And that's gotten a lot of traction, so that was pretty cool, but... <laughs> So not really spelling out a bad day for you, man. No, it was just a it was just a, a rough start. I thought you know? woke up, rolled out of bed onto shards of broken glass. Your entire apartment well, I haven't was slept ransacked. in my bed in months. I've been sleeping on my couch, and I don't know why. Well, that's your choice, man. I know, but it's like when I get into my bed, I get uncomfortable, and so I've been. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I actually I can appreciate that because there's something about I used to do this all the time. My bed was always like up against a wall, right? Mm -hmm. All growing up. And then uh, in college, my bed was against the wall. And what I would do is I would layer pillows along the edge of the bed where the wall and the bed meet so that I could sleep at like a 45 degree angle. And whenever I sleep on a couch, I do that and I yeah. sleep so good. Yeah, like, I've noticed that. I, too. I don't know why. Like, OK, you know that Lady Dimitrescu body pillow? Yes. So that's sitting in storage right now. Well, not storage, it's in my junk room. Right, I'm thinking, and no one get any ideas about this listening at home. <laughs> this is a nine foot six body pillow, but it's huge, right? So yeah. if I laid it in my bed, not in a sexual way at all, not at all, just to like just, lay up, just against. for the angle, so yeah. I could lay up against it, and you know the supporting nature of Lady of, of Lady Dimitrescu would maybe allow me to sleep even better at night. It's a need, everybody. It's it's not a sexual thing. It's not even about power. It's about comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. People are <laughs> people are gonna assume I am. I'm I'm not gonna do that. I might do that. I'm not gonna do that. Anyway, today anyway. <laughs> Sports, right? Sports. Sports. Go, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh -huh. today we're we're actually gonna get into something interesting. Obviously, 
your new show, uh-huh. uh, which, by the way, having seen parts of it is amazing. Uh, thank and you. And I think people's minds are being blown right now. Thank you. Um, in Space with Markiplier. Yes. Has come out. And the interesting thing popped in my head when we were when I was thinking about this mm. is the future of sports. Well, it hasn't come out because you said that today was after daylight savings times. So oh, right. I already yet. broke the wall. Yeah, exactly. We're You're recording right. these in advance, everybody. Yeah. So when this comes out, and the thinking about it coming out mm-hmm. led me to think about what happens in the future, like years down the line when space travel is like a big thing, when I we're searching it. for a new colony and getting into the future of where sports will go. If we're searching for a new colony, well, that's scary. Well, you know. <laughs> searching for a new place to establish a colony. If yes. there's already human colonies out there, which is a theory, you know, that humanity isn't just exclusive to Earth. It was seeded long ago. It, I don't know why, but the picture of seated it's gives exactly me very exactly what you think. It gives me it's exactly what disturbing. You think. Images. It's exactly what you think. Because the thing is, right? Okay, I'm gonna go on a tangent here. I'm gonna go pull a distractible. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, right? If any piece of living material, it doesn't matter what. I'm not talking about semen specifically, which is what <laughs> you're thinking of. You fucking horrible. Hey, listen, clitoris is in your head every day. It wasn't until right now, thank you, I'm thinking of semen. But no. But if you think about it, like any kind of biological material from Earth, whether it's like a, even a rock is teeming with bacteria. A little bag of air, if you carried that to another planet, there would be DNA from Earth and creatures in that bag of air that might be able to survive pretty much any environment. And if you put it in an environment where, say, it had the same kind of environment that Earth does, suddenly that planet is irrevocably seeded with life. Right. And it will, like, no matter what you do, that life that's there will thrive. It's it's almost guaranteed because that's how hard some things are to kill. And because of the level of advancement in evolution that those bacteria and microscopic organisms are, they have a plethora of historical DNA that's inactive that might activate in certain environments that would they would need to adapt to. They would adapt to the environment. And suddenly, those single cellular organisms, some of them would jump to multicellular much quicker than they did in our history because they had to evolve that entire mechanical process. But those single cell organisms would eventually cover that planet in life. Just cover it. Yeah, and that's not to say like it wouldn't necessarily be humanity as we know it. Of course, it would right, be its right, own unique right. like adaptation. But there's the entire possibility that the the DNA kind of roots that it has. There are similarities in our DNA to pretty much every other living creature on Earth. There might be a slightly different version of humanity, but I would only almost guarantee that given enough millions of years, you would get bipedal things that kind of look like us. Yeah. I eventually. Could, I could agree with that. I really do think so. Unless, and I've had this theory, probably a theory out there, that the the jump from like unintelligent life, quote unquote, to intelligent like homo sapien life is a unique byproduct of the situation that Earth is. Mm-hmm. Because Earth has some unique things. Not just that it's livable, but because there's the really cosmically unlikely thing on Earth that almost no other planet, I guarantee you, statistically has. And that's the size of our moon. Mm-hmm. Our moon is huge. It has such an, an impact on like the planet. It like causes the tides. It pulls on the Earth. But also, it's not just big. In the sky, it is the exact same size as the sun. Almost exactly. That's why eclipses happen. Yeah, right? the proportionality. And I'm wondering, 
you know, I have no basis of science about this, but I've always wondered if that phenomenon caused like early life to have suddenly this fear of God, like this kind of like they look up at the sky because imagine you're a lizard, right? You're just yeah. a lizard out on a rock one day. You know, you eat sunshine, sun goes down, nighttime happens. And you need the sun for and energy. You need the sun, whatever. And it's midday and you're just like picking some berries and suddenly the sky goes dark and you look up and it's a freaking big black circle looking right down at you and you're like, what the and, and like, I have no basis of understanding for this. There's no way that this is actually real. But I'm so curious if the unique properties of Earth actually are required for not just life, because I, I believe life might happen otherwise. Maybe the churning of the ocean causes that with the right. tides rising and falling. But could the eclipse have something to do with it? I don't know. That's really interesting because that's that's something I didn't even think about was mm -hmm. like how the moon eclipses and things yeah. along those lines. And I don't think anybody really that I know of as far as things that I've read has equated the moon to being a huge factor mm -hmm. to life in general, mm -hmm. let alone to it being a part of the evolutional causation. The, literally, I'm talking out of my ass, so no one take anything that I'm saying. It's just like, it, and I don't even fully believe in it myself. It's not like, I. this is the way. I'm just like, it's just a thought. It's probably like a good book starter. If anyone wants to like, it's, it's like a writing prompt, right? Like, because I do think that there is something unique about the size of the moon and its tides. Hey, I'm gonna uh, sh uh, shut up, Mark. <laughs> Get back to sports. This is a sports podcast. All right. So imagine this. Yes. Picture this. Uh huh. I'm picturing. Thirty years down the road. 30, Fifty years. Hundred years down the road. Okay. Which we're one? whichever one we get to this point. I'm gonna describe this. Situation. Okay. Space travel is the means of travel. Okay. No matter where you're going, even if it's on Earth, even mm -hmm. if it's on to another planet or another colony, mm -hmm. we have teleportation, whatever form that happens. Really? So, like, super advanced. Think, like, Futurama. That was a thousand years. Yeah. So, that's that's what I'm picturing. It's like the Futurama okay, difference. So, so, a technological jump that we can't even imagine. Correct. So, to the point to where, like, anti-gravity is a thing. Sure. Or... Um, space travel is a thing. First of all, sports are constantly being invented. Uh -huh. New sports are happening. Pickleball is one that's been up and coming for a while, which is like a variation of like tennis and table tennis. Which one is that one where they have they have big... paddles and it's like a hard wiffle ball and they're played on like a small they're played on like a tennis court, but it's smaller. Which one's the one where they got like the scoops on their hand oh. where the ball goes like super fast? I don't I don't know. And I don't know either. But it's cool because like they whip those things because the way the curve of that scoop is, yeah. it just like accelerates that ball to unbelievable speeds. I believe you could die from getting hit one of those. I don't know how hard that ball is, but I, I mean, if it's going fast enough and it's yeah, small enough and hard enough. enough yeah. Have you ever seen pictures of like after hurricanes, you'll see like this straw giant, through the straw tree. through the tree or like a coat hanger will just be like through a telephone pole. Yep. It's nuts what speed can do. Right. Yeah. Speed ain't no joke, but go on. So we have an advancement in technology to where anti-gravity is a thing sure. and all of those things. Obviously, we have the traditions of the sports that we are, mm -hmm. and sports are ever evolving as technology advances because yes. we've seen that with the Olympics. We've seen that with various stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you think like football would change, or how do you think that soccer would change? Oh, my God. If you had zero gravity, the dimension of sports that you would unlock is almost infinite because everything that we know is based on 
gravity. Yeah. Right? Not even just in sports, but in day-to-day life. You throw a ball up, it go down. But if you had a sport where you throw a ball up and it don't go down, you know, that's like a completely different experience. You would have to play sports, ball-based sports with a roof, no matter what, mm-hmm. or else you would lose your ball every time. It would just go straight off into space. But I'm assuming this is like in spaceships, right? You play this in orbit. It, yeah, it could be in spaceships, mm-hmm. um, or it could just be like an anti-gravity field and different training facilities that probably have it. Right, right. Okay. So there's definitely going to be something like soccer because I think there's something very basic about a goal and you get ball in goal or you get person in goal, right? Mm-hmm. I, was it Ender's Game? Yeah, Ender's Game. Ender's I, Game. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. They had like laser tag kind yeah. of thing in zero gravity. That was and the more... goal was just to get one person across without mm-hmm. getting hit yeah. into their goal. Yeah. So if you had this, not laser tag, but say it was just the most basic sport. You have a, a spherical room with two goals on the opposite ends of the midpoint of the sphere, maybe even goals on tippy top and bottom, who knows, Uh, but probably goals just on either side. You have a ball. You would have to have something in the midfield, right? Because otherwise players are just going to go from end to end as they jump and try to get the ball, right? Yeah, some sort of obstacles or um, surfaces. Oh, what if you had like kind of like a a bungee cord anchor that was like connected to a center line or multiple lines throughout where... Because not only could you kick off and then be pulled back, you could pull on the cord as you go, and you could probably get some cool tricks about how, like, you know, you dodge with it, and then you pull the cord real hard, and you get sent back, and depending on the angle, and you bounce off another guardrail, and then you got to watch out because your line could get tangled, so maybe you could detach the line and attach it somewhere else. You know it's what like I'm a, saying? like a movable grappling hook. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or you have, like, if we're in the technology where there's, like, control of gravity, not just no gravity, you'd have, like, mini planets floating in there, maybe even moving, like, orbiting inside the sphere that have, like, gravity in them. So the players are drawn to them, and they can, like, use that to slingshot themselves and move around, and they got to think 360 degrees. Yeah, and trying to figure out, uh, understanding the perspective, because we have a concept of up and down. Exactly, yeah. And and it's the thing they talk about in Ender's Game is how you have to forget up and down. Down. Mm-hmm. You have to change your perspective on what's up and what's down. And it's talked about in Ender's Game, and it's really neat thinking yeah. about that that way because it's like it changes your like so much conceptually. Uh-huh. So you, being able to adjust to that would be interesting. You know what this reminds me of? And maybe we could do a whole episode on this topic, but there's have you ever played Final Fantasy X? I have not. Okay, Final Fantasy X. They had a sport mini game in it that kind of like the story revolved around. It didn't revolve around it, but it was a big part of the story. You had a giant sphere of water. Mm-hmm. And so players would swim in the water with a ball and they would kick it into the goal. Exactly like I'm describing. On the ends of the spheres, they had two goal posts. And it's completely illogical because number one, they held their breath for the entire match, which is right. like an hour, so that's impossible. And number two, kicking a ball in water means you're, that ball ain't going to go very far because of resistance, right? Yeah. But it's kind of like that. And we should totally do an episode on video game sports because there's so many sport video games. Like the Blood Bowl game that we played. That's not football. It's more like chess, if anything else. Um, But it's interesting because so many games have made 
games inside of themselves that sometimes get more popular than the game itself. Like uh, The Witcher 3. Or Gwent. Gwent. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So that card game, it's not a sport, but it's a card game, now has its own game that, that people can play Gwent themselves and they don't have to go into Witcher 3 and find yeah. a Gwent tale. I've never played Witcher 3, you know, but, but that card game itself became so popular. So a lot of these video games, they have fantastical games that can't actually be played in real life, but it's an interesting like topic of discussion. Well, and that's what I'm thinking like in the future, like mm. uh, Harry Potter has Quidditch. Sure, yeah, And exactly. so if you instill zero gravity, uh -huh. Quidditch becomes playable. Absolutely. 100%. To the degree that they You play. have little rockets between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> you could, uh, absolutely that'll happen. I can guarantee you that, you know, the Harry Potter generation, which is like mostly millennial and a little bit of Gen Z, and it, like as they grow up and if those technologies are available when they get to a sufficient age where they can impact that, you know someone's going to make that. Well, they already you, do it now. Exactly. They, they have clubs and various competitions, mostly at college campuses where yeah. they have Quidditch teams and mm -hmm. Quidditch tournaments. Yeah. The interesting part to me is is the fully, like, we didn't get into this, but if we got to the point of where everything's robotic. Yeah. And so I, I truly don't think everything can be converted to robotics because there's a there's a level of us as humans mm -hmm. that love to test our human abilities, mm -hmm. our, our strength, our endurance, all of those things. So I, I think there's just going to be new ways to test those things. So I think at a fundamental level, a lot of traditional sports will stay very the same. Of course, because of traditionalists and people that are like, it's got to be authentic, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think there might be evolutions to where they're like, oh, this is falling off. People are interested and they'll mm -hmm. come up with a zero gravity version of stuff like that. Yeah. So like baseball or football or soccer, mm -hmm. they'll be like, because rules are constantly changing in those sports. Mm -hmm. But the interesting part to me is like virtual reality becomes a thing. Right, right. You get into things like um, Ready Player One mm -hmm. and getting into, uh, and then even on top of that, animatronics like BattleBots already exists. Yeah. And then you get into they like. They do? Wait, what? BattleBots is actually a thing. Where? It's not like huge robots. Oh, the little yeah. cars. Right. I was thinking big robots. No, no. But right, right. I feel like that would obviously become more popular as things get more advanced. It becomes the big dollar thing. Um, uh, there's a movie about like robot. Real Steel. I was going to yeah. bring it up. Yeah. Because I do believe something like that will happen. Because there is the demolition crowd. They love that. Demolition oh, yeah. derbies. And, and, you know, the, the brutality of boxing and those fighting sports could be translated. I mean, I do like... I Real Steel wasn't a great movie, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very enjoyable yeah. movie. And just the concept, because I could envision being in that crowd, and you hear giant robots, you boom, like the thunderous crash of like steel on steel. There was something that we looked up recently, or, or not recently, early episodes of Distractable, maybe even the tester episodes that never went through. There is a company that is trying to make robot racing things. And really? it's like a big, you crawl inside of it. It's basically a mech, but it's more like a spider. It's not terribly fast now, but I could already oh. see. You know this? Yeah, I saw a video on it on... Um it was on TV at one point in time yeah, yeah, of somebody yeah. like trying to drive one of them. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's tough because it's human controlled. Like it's all pneumatics and it's powered, right? But still like the human has to be in there and pilot it. And it's clunky and obviously the racing wouldn't be very thrilling. But you can imagine like if this is a hundred years you're talking, you get these fucking spider robots and you get the fighting and you get like ha like bashing becomes part of it and like you running as fast as you can in this giant robot and you just hear this because people love like we are primal creatures right we like loud sounds we like 
thunderous booms. We like fast. Like we're more close to the orcs for Warhammer 40k than we think. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but that would appeal to people. And if technology can allow that without always having someone in danger, which even you know sports nowadays still have people in danger, uh, just so long as they don't always die. You know, it's still low chance. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, and that's the big thing about real steel for me is that the boxing thing as we learn more and more about brain trauma which we're mm. consistently doing yeah. um with regards to football in particular but obviously boxing mm. like the fact that that would become replaced to me just seems like an intelligent decision mm. to prevent these people from getting massive brain traumas yeah absolutely and i feel like we we as a society have adapted and changed rule sets especially in football and various mm. other things for those protective purposes that i think that would be a step we would take yeah but i don't think it would take it out of it completely yeah absolutely because it's kind of emerging the whole virtual reality aspect is merging what video games already are with the technological ability to bring it to the real world um because you know there are probably people that love to watch people play boxing games and play fighting games like mma games and whatever but to see someone even if they're just a remote control like battle bots they're mm -hmm. just remote controlling it but if someone was either on the sidelines or in the robot controlling it which i think would be the ideal like level of future sport that that would take mm -hmm. um like that would be appealing to watch i would want to watch that someone in a robot and it's just like it has rules right it, it takes damage and your robot gets less ability if you get hit in the kidney like your robot will suddenly have less function there or maybe just like you're physically destroying it so it literally can't do anything yeah. um and there's different weak points on robots versus humans, so you gotta like adjust. Strategy. Well, just like in like Formula One and NASCAR, there's limits to what you can put in the car. Right, right. Like what level of output it can reach, what mm -hmm. level of of proportionality, the suspension, the steering, everything has a set like range that you can be within to mm -hmm. be able to compete. Yeah. If you exceed that, then you're cheating. Mm -hmm. So you, you'd have weight classes. Thing. You would yeah. have weight classes. Like you have the the lightweight robots, small ones. Uh, you'd have super heavy robots, big. You, the arena is even bigger you know and you got to watch out your seats are like covered in armor glass yeah so you don't get shraps of metal like blasting you but people would love that because at nascar and stuff like that they they love getting up next to the fences like Argh. even though it's dangerous but you know it's like people want that people seek that i totally totally think that's gonna happen this episode is brought to you by new balance you don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow 
grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me, up to 20%. Maybe, but for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sports team. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Probably the biggest thing, uh, and we're even seeing it right now, is the the big development of esports mm-hmm. is yeah. the video game aspect of it. Obviously you get into like, for me, there's a certain level of like a controller. I don't really like watching somebody play with a controller, mm-hmm. but if you put somebody in a VR thing to where they have to run on the treadmill mm-hmm. and you have to have the physical output that you would, yeah, the versatility and the ability to just create so many different games into sports competitions mm-hmm. grows exponentially. Uh, have you seen the, the, it's basically a VR arena. It's just a big square of area that's marked out, but it's empty, right? Mm-hmm. So you have players put on headsets and I think they had like four people in there at a time. And in VR, there are walls and you can't see around the walls. Mm-hmm. And you'll see these guys with headsets and you think, oh, they're going to run into each other. But no, they're not because... In their world, they have walls. And technically, they could go through those walls. There's nothing stopping them. But because they're playing a game, you know, it's a shooter, right? So you're trying to, like, not die and shoot other people. And it's interesting. It wasn't too terribly fun to watch, but it was a fascinating look into what technology can enable people to do, to have those competitive experiences in person while also being in a virtual world. I was like, that is a step forward. That is that is a step. Yeah, and I can imagine like a hologram arena with you see the players and their VR thing on either side. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're controlling these each individual players. And like mm-hmm. to me, like I can watch esports, but it's always like they have to have that mobile camera to like look around on their own. Yeah. All of a sudden you get an arena to where I can choose and I can look wherever the hell I want to, which they could honestly, if they got so deep into programming and processing power continued to increase, uh, that might be a viewable thing for esports is where each person who pays to watch suddenly can control their own camera. That is literally one of the reasons that Facebook bought Oculus. Yeah. Literally one of the reasons what they wanted to do with it and what they probably still want to do it is make live sport games viewable from VR from seats so you would be in vr and you would buy a seat and you would be there in the stadium they would have cameras that are specially set up in those places where you could just literally tap in and what i imagine what they do is they'd have probably a mesh of cameras and they'd have a ring and you get in there and you can like adjust around to get a better view stand up and stuff so that it creates like a uh, an actual like composite view of everything so and i imagine they want to do that but the infrastructure to do that is probably extremely expensive and trying to get a deal with the big sport companies would probably be tough well and then on top of that like i don't think you can ever 
ever replicate perfectly virtually the experience of actually being physically in an arena. Yeah, it's tough, but people do like watching on TV. That's what that that's like the whole metaverse goal. Now, I'm not a big proponent of the right. metaverse right. or whatever and web3, all that stuff. I believe the future is going to look a little different than that because the future always gravitates towards what's easy to use, right? Yeah. That's humans, very simple and predictable. If it's complicated, they won't do it. Uh, for the most part, there will always be a subset that does, but the general population, they don't have time to get deep in the weeds. So unless the VR experience is somehow better than watching it just on a TV, it won't take off, I believe, period. However, that being said, advancing social experiences in the virtual world that doesn't involve, like, all of the other crap that they're trying to do, but enhancing human interaction in the virtual world is something that's very interesting and is something that could be uh, easily used. Because I like VR. I like where it's at right now. They're starting to get headsets that you don't need any wires. It's all in there, battery powered, inside tracking. It's very good. And it's high, like higher quality than I ever thought would it would jump in the past eight years that it's been advancing. Yeah, because I still remember when I first moved out here seeing the original Oculus box mm -hmm. and we were talking about VR when I first came out and how interesting it was. Yeah, exactly. And it's only going to get better. Yeah. Like, legitimately, it's only going to get better. The headset is going to get lighter. The, the resolution is going to get better the tracking is going to get more accurate you won't even need controllers you'll just they already are doing it with yeah the gloves i think not even the gloves not even the glove the oculus really? the oculus uh two quest two does hand tracking and it's shockingly accurate literally i put my hands in front of it and it's got a 3d rendition of my hands and it does what i do with my hands i turn my hands i fold my fingers and i can control the interface with just my hands that is the next step controllers will be gone completely because if you could just like point your finger like a gun and that's a gun, then you go pull your trigger finger and it goes bang. You don't yeah. need a controller. You reach down your pocket, you grab something. A controller won't be a part of it. And then eventually a headset won't be part of it. It'll be glasses, you know. It'll be get smaller and smaller and easier to use. Well, since we talked about VR, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on augmented reality versus VR? Because VR takes over the entire thing, whereas the other part augments it to where you have your actual environment. You can physically see where you are, mm -hmm. but you're able to add things. There's uh, like, I, I have probably have less of an imagination for augmented reality. It, probably the two universes are going to be the same mm -hmm. down the road. Like the headset will become glasses, like I said, and the glasses will be able to be partially transparent. You, it, it, it will do both because they won't, there won't be a distinction down the road. You can either be completely in the world or you can be half out and be augmented. There'll be experiences catered to both, but it'll be a seamless transition, whatever the tech down the road that does that. Um, but have you played any AR games? I have not played any AR games mm -hmm. i've played a couple of vr games mm -hmm. um the first time i did anything with vr was with you i did that skydiving sim thing oh right right um right. and then another friend of mine omar invited me over and they did scary stuff i could not do it i got motion sick i uh, got freaked out scary in vr is like another level of scary because because <sighs> it brings it kind of real it makes it a little real and i don't like that there was a clown simulation thing oh, in no. a bedroom and i was i literally I almost broke things. Yeah. It was so bad. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, but there's some phone games out there that there's this one. Uh, you're like a, well, there's the Five Nights at Freddy's one, number one. Yeah. And then number two, there's like uh, another game I saw where you're like a gunship gunner, but you you fly around the field by moving your phone. And really? You have your whole floor with like little dudes and tanks and whatnot. And, you... and it's like kind of cool. It's a little like VR was when it first started. It was a gimmick. It was mm -hmm. just a gimmick. And it's a fun gimmick. 
VR, when it started out, the first Oculus was a fun gimmick. It was not something I wanted to do every day. Where it is now with the Quest 2 and whatever comes after that is something I could see myself doing more regularly. Mm-hmm. And so logically, the next step in five, ten years will be something that people will want to do every day. Day. And there are already people that want to do VR every day now because of the advances. So all of this is coming fast. But in terms of like what sport specifically, according to our definition of sport and the watchability, the ease of play and like kind of doing that, I don't think those quite touch that world. Not yet. Not yet. For whatever reason, when I think of like the future in sports, mm-hmm. I, I either I either go really big mm-hmm. or just an augmented reality version of it. Mm-hmm. So like in football, there's not an actual ball. All of a sudden you, and you get like, there's, I don't know why it's gamification is a huge thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's a huge thing in a lot of different elements throughout life. We like to do it in our own minds of like leveling up mm-hmm. or, or we use it for goals and stuff like that. It's a, it's an example of gamification. Sure. And I feel like there's a part where we'll evolution uh, with football or other sports to where we use augmented reality to make it more interesting to where like, you know, those like old backyard games where you'd get power ups on the ball and you'd kick it. Like you get a super fast ball for soccer or you'd be able to pitch it really hard. Like what, the, what are you talking about? It's, it's like these old, you might not know it, but there's these backyard sports games where it's like, kids. Oh, I thought you were talking literally playing no. in your backyard. I'm like, what childhood did you have where you got a ball <laughs> with a power up? That was a magical orb. My friend, you are cursed. No, um, it's it's a video game, and it was uh, just like you got power ups to where you could like have a fireball of a soccer shot. Or great, sticky hands. Oh, you know what like, that reminds um, me of? Like you don't drop the pass. Yeah, did you ever play? Um, it was a Mario soccer game. I think Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers. Strikers. Yeah. I wait. Did we play that together? I don't think we played that together. I, I, um, I think I played it over at Drew Thiel's house. You know, you remember Drew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just like I just remember he was goalie, and it was like end of game, like last ten seconds, and I had Waluigi, and Waluigi's power is to wall off an area so no one would interrupt him when he goes for a goal. And I'm like, I have the power up, I have the ball, ten seconds left, and I'm like in a corner, I'm like. Shh. This is it. And Drew's like, okay, all I got to do is block one because I was down by four, right? <laughs> but if I get all five in, I win. And he's like, all I got to do is block one. Just, <laughs> like all five went right into the goal. Game over, I win. And it's just like the best way I could possibly win. So it, it's like the power-ups idea, if the future could somehow, and I don't know how they do it, like with projectors and holograms. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking with like augmented reality is that each person has their own little thing and uh-huh. everything would be encased in this hologram field yeah. to where when they used it, it would affect other players too. I feel like it would have to have some tangible element to it, like a real ball that if, say it's soccer, and you do have that example where you could like turn it into a fire soccer ball where you still kick it, but it's got like jets in it or yeah, something like yeah. that. It goes, you, you kick it and it activates it because you activated your ability and it goes Psh! right into the goal. Very hard to block. Or the goalie has like a special ability they can only use. It's like timeouts, you know? Yeah. So he's got a jet pack and he can kind of like, oh, it'll automatically jet him. His spine will break when it goes off at the wrong <laughs> angle, but you'll, you'll save it. So it's fine. Basically, the goalie will just be dead and just in a jet pack floating harness, like trying to bob and like his limp body is just like dangling oh there. Well, I mean, I could imagine this being very much an ability, not necessarily where we have humans playing for the most part, mm-hmm. but when you get into robots right, right. and robotics, robots. like that would, that would then probably be a possibility. Like yeah. something's embedded in the leg that makes it wind up harder and kick harder. I do wonder 
what the line is, though, because there probably are going to be some people that are like, oh, those damn robots ruined all the right. fun. Because if humans can't play it, I imagine it's like not the same. Because that was a, one of the definitions of sports is like it's humans doing something, right? Right. It's the athletic. Like you got to train for it. You got to build up for it. Mm -hmm. It's somebody's skill, somebody's talent. Exactly. Yeah. And it's got to base into that. I mean, there is something to be said. Esports today, a lot of people do debate like, oh, is it real sports? But it does take skill. No one can deny it takes Correct. skill. It takes incredible skill. Like it's, it's like people who don't know football. I don't really know football. So I don't know what the skill is, but I can appreciate something when I see it. But to understand it further, you realize how far they're really pushing themselves and how how far above the average they actually are. And like you've seen probably videos of people doing like target training and first yeah. person shooters and they're just like da, 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 headshot, headshot. And I'm like, how did you do that? Yeah, there's the training program where you have to yeah. move around. Like the ability to just put that circle right inside the other circle. Mm -hmm. Like in a blink of an eye, absurd. It's a, it's absurd, but also it's a testament to like humanity. You can train to pretty much do anything. You can get good at anything. You get real precise at it. It's just like, it's kind of impressive. So long as it's understandable for most people that it's impressive, I guess the robot thing could work. I mean, we're thinking about all realms of like technological advancement, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe they're all wearing bodysuits that have something that then can trigger overstimulation of that muscles in a safe way to where you're <sighs> able to then just kick harder. Oh my God. Like, and you have the ability to do that every once in a while. Well, that's getting into like the realm of augmented humans, right? Correct. So augmented reality, now augmented humans. What are we going to do to the human body down the road? Because right, right now with like performance enhancing drugs, people say it's banned, but I'm willing to bet it still is pretty prevalent right so i've never personally seen it i've never obviously used any performance enhancing drugs mm -hmm. but there's obviously a a group of people that definitely still use it i mean there's a reason why some people are banned from being in the baseball hall of fame and stuff like that yeah and it's along those lines of you know more so the fact of how performance enhancement drugs affect the entire criteria with regard to safety mm -hmm. because if everybody starts using them and this is something that's really nuanced in the sense of like player safety right it's like yeah it's your choice right but it no longer becomes your choice if everybody is using it so that your only way to get to that level to be able to play is to then use it as well mm -hmm. it no longer becomes personal choice of course yeah and then if you're talking about sports where there's collisions and various stuff like that obviously that's going to make collisions be harder they're going to be more forceful Mm -hmm. um, and then we're not even getting to the side effects of all these different things that we have, mm -hmm. but there's a certain line where it becomes an issue of morality mm -hmm. beyond just a personal distinction of like, I know my risks and I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of the tricky thing. Also, I don't think you could, uh, skate by if your arm is replaced with a giant muscly right. robot arm, that'd be easier to spot. Um, cause with advancement in technology, surely there's advancement in knowing when someone has something, right. uh, raw in their arm. <laughs> um, but I think there is kind of this world where you could have sports that are exclusively for augmented people. When you get, they, there's people that joke all the time now about like, why don't we make a sport where you just juice people up as hard as possible, see what the human body can do if you just absolutely Frankenstein, mad scientist, change it fundamentally. Right. Um, but let's say that robot idea is less of a robot idea and you have a human that has a new skull 
skull. Like basically they have a helmet embedded in their brain and they got big beefy like machine arms, like cyborg arms. And, and what happens then? Is that more fun than seeing two robots bashing each other because you know it's people? What about the technological advancements in upgrading that? I think it's like, it could be a slippery slope or it could be cool. At the end of, end of the day, in order for a sport to remain a sport, mm-hmm. everybody has to have a sporting chance, right? Right, right. So yeah. we get into the element of you have to make sure the playing field is even. Uh-huh. And that's usually where rules come in and rule sets come in. So they'd have to set it up to where it makes sense. Think about sports today. Mm-hmm. We still think about like different athletes competing because there's a reason we have the um, Paralympics versus the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Because you want the playing field to be as even as possible. So they separate those for the most part because there's an interesting distinction where you get into, there's the the South African runner who had the, he it was a double amputee, mm-hmm. incredible athlete in what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. He got in a lot of trouble off the sporting field, of very bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was a debate that was happening about whether it's fair for him to compete against people that aren't W amputees. Mm-hmm. Because, and and this is a very big debate because some people say, no, it's fair, you can compete. And he was beating people that weren't WMPTs. But it came into the fact of aerodynamics. It came into the fact of muscle fatigue, the weight and the springiness, because obviously he doesn't have the the calf to absorb the impact. So the, the things have to be able to absorb impact and to move you forward. So there's an absorption factor, but how much is too much spring to where it actually helps him propel him faster? Mm. Like there was a whole debate. It was something we actually talked about. We did um, one of my courses in college and my master's degree was moral and ethical reasoning and sport. Mm. And I had to write a massive paper on performance enhancement, drugs, artificial limbs, and stuff like that. And this was an interesting debate because you can't really factor in the various variables in today's current age of muscle fatigue, the weight of the calf, the balance of the body Mm -hmm. with relation to whether that was performance enhancing or he was at a detriment or either way Mm -hmm. to the point to where it only makes sense to like separate them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is tough, right? Because we are in the next 10, 20 years going to get in the realm where prosthetics are going to become as good as the limbs that they're replacing at the function of being a limb, right? Which is great because obviously benefiting the human condition for Mm -hmm. those people. But when it comes to like the balance of sport, there's so many different factors that Mm -hmm. get into, does it affect the level playing field? Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, do you change the entire sport for that person? Do you create a whole new division just for them? Uh, Surely there are other WMPTs that want to be runners. Like, do you exclude them, crush their dream or maybe they find another dream like it's it's a complicated situation right well and that's the same thing with like trans athletes and today and i i don't want to get into all of that but Mm -hmm. there's the complication of the biological principles that exist with the element of testosterone levels in the system Mm -hmm. right and when in the future we make superhumans and there's another race of humanity that is even better in every way yeah then it's going to be a real conundrum yeah and it's it's a tough debate because obviously you want them to be able to feel included and be a part of something that they're passionate about and they love. But at the same time, you get in the sporting world, you have to protect the integrity of competitive fair play. Mm, I gotcha. It's such a difficult line to walk and it's hard to quantify a lot of different things. And no matter what, we aren't qualified. To... Yeah, there's no way I'm, I'm, we're not qualified to talk about that type mm. of stuff. But it is it is a topic of discussion in today's day and age that everybody's getting into. And it's it's a nuance that we need to figure out. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist-recommended facial moisturizer brand. The other thing, getting into more of the future stuff, I always thought of like the future being like, I talked about the augmented reality part, but think like bigger, right? Bigger. Think, yeah, think like you take football mm-hmm. and instead of it being individual players, it's ships. Oh. Like spaceships in a space field. So you've got crews on each ship trying to get to do one thing or another, and there's like a laser that you pass back and forth, and the other ship has the ability to like ram you and take the laser this away and like run the other direction. Complicated war. <laughs> yeah. This just sounds like war. But it's just really I like Don't get it. me wrong, it'd be very cool. I wanna see that, but from a distance, like way <laughs> yeah. far away. Give me the televised version of that. Well, what are, what are those giant mechs? Is it is it Gundam? Gundam. There's many giant mechs. Okay, um, but it's like that concept where they're instead of controlled by one person, it's controlled by like you know like um, Power Rangers. The one person has the foot. The other right, the right. Of course. Like imagine that, uh, but football. That would be <laughs> something, I guess. Right? Sure. I mean, it would be. I I don't think it would exist as football. Calling that football is a bit of a reach. <laughs> Well, each Gundam is like a play. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a team-based sport. You gave me the football primer. I'm trying to analyze what you told me versus the ships ramming each other and shooting lasers. It's not exactly meshing together, but I, I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't have a master's degree. <laughs> no, it's just like how, how much bigger does stuff become? Well, I mean, it really, I, I don't think it could get that big because of the human condition. Unless right. a human becomes the size of like a ship or a planet or whatever, then they got to make big sports and that'd be devastating for everyone else. But the big um drug, they just the shove big- it in your butt and you just become enormous. <laughs> big um drug. It's the advanced future, hundreds of years in the future, all this amazing technology. Give me the big um drug. Put it in my ass. Well, right I mean, here. Well, I mean, isn't there like an element in science that as we study continually uh, um, the human condition, it's like we on average are getting dumber. What? Yeah. There, like the there's a reason like the films like Idiocracy exists is the fact that as we continue to get older based on the different stuff that we invent to become lazier and lazier, the human condition becomes we don't need to calculate as much. We don't need to use our brain as much because we've created all these other things that do it for us to where wouldn't we as humans necessarily get dumber so that the fact is that that name of the Bigum drug is the most obvious choice because then people would understand what it is. I hesitate to say that we as a species are getting dumber because there's like I don't believe in IQ points. I think the system is not quite perfect to measure intelligence, right. you know, but just by going on that, IQs have trended up 
constantly through uh, humanity's industrial revolution. Like, we have gotten smarter. But I don't even necessarily think that's the right way to look at it. We have learned more. Mm-hmm. baseline and like the average person let's be honest is not the smartest tool in the shed but we're a far cry smarter than anything else on the planet right um and just because people aren't able to understand how something works doesn't mean that they lose the ability to learn how it works right i so, don't know i've watched plenty of videos of teens trying to learn how to use a rotary phone well okay that's like in an hour <laughs> you give them you if you tell them how it works it's gonna take them five seconds right right it's like right teaching uh like people aren't necessarily stupid it's i mean a lot of people are stupid i'm not gonna disagree with that <laughs> plenty of people are stupid but in general, humanity doesn't have an intelligence problem. It has a willingness to learn problem. Why mm. would you learn long division when you could just open up a calculator and do it? I don't really remember how to do long division, and I learned it for years. But if you ask me to do long division right now, I don't even have the right way to do it anymore because there's a new way to do long division. That oh, my God. Schools. I don't even want to get into the exactly. math. But I could learn it in no time because I already have a basis understanding of numbers. And I don't think we're ever going to get to a point in humanity where we're not teaching the absolute basic stuff to kids. You know, Because if we got to that point, maybe we wouldn't, but we would have technology that could teach more efficiently than, say, the average teacher could. And let's be honest again. I love teachers. I believe they should be paid more and all that stuff. But there are bad teachers out there. There are yes. plenty of bad teachers who don't care about the job, don't care about educating kids, and they do a poor job. At like motivating students to learn. But if there we have technology that allows us to understand how humans learn better and more efficiently teach them the things that they actually need to know, it, it, it works out a lot better. There's an example of um, they gave an iPad to some developing country. I forget where it was, but it was like kids were given an iPad and mm-hmm. a way to charge it. And they were left with it for like a month. I don't know the exact time. Someone please correct me. But oh, it wasn't even in their language. It wasn't even in the language they spoke. They just had it. And by the time the researchers came back, they asked them about it. Uh, they had not only figured out everything, they figured out how to get root access into the iPad. They opened it up. They cracked it. They pressed everything about it because it was fascinating to them. It was interesting to them. It was mm-hmm. the most interesting thing they've ever seen. So they had a drive to learn about it and they learned it inside and out. They had set the language to their language. They figured that out first and then they had broken down the app. They learned how to like, uh, they didn't have internet, obviously, I don't think anyway, but they had broken every part of this iPad to pieces. They learned it inside and out. They knew everything about it and no one taught them. There was no guide. There was no instruction. They just gave them this and they did it because it was interesting. So I think the human curiosity is always going to override the baseline stupidity that we all are riding on. Well, then does it come down to the fact of like we talked about teaching and how teachers should be paid more and stuff like that? Of course, of course. Is it a product of the environment that like, I'm not saying that it's changed since we were kids, but it's possible that this is the case, that people aren't becoming teachers that would be great teachers because they are not getting the compensation that they deserve. Oh, absolutely. And would you say that this, that's the same thing for doctors? Because doctors with med school and the the cost of it, I think that's becoming the same thing as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So going back to when you said you broke it down to pieces, I pictured caveman bad. Oh, right. No, that would be me <laughs> if you do it. You give caveman Mark that, I'm going to smash it to bits. and like try to stomp it. I'll probably poop on it at some point. But uh it just goes to show, like, yes, uh, teachers are 
probably greatly discouraged of becoming teachers. You know, there's some kind of like passion to it, right? You have right. to have a passion to it or else you wouldn't do it. We have many friends that are teachers mm-hmm. um, and I hope they have a passion for it, but it's like, what's going to get there first? The technology that aids teaching better, the tools to teach are going to improve or society as a whole is going to realize that if we don't teach the future generations, we are going to start getting behind. Yeah. But as of right now, because there are so many of us, the, the proportion of quote-unquote intelligence, more learning, uh, is higher than it was before. Well, and I think that's also why like people gravitate towards sports as a part of the learning environment is because it gives you a motivation to learn how to do things. Because mm-hmm. you want to be able to compete, that you want to be able to be a part of a team or be a part of the individual. And the things that it teaches aren't really things that are taught in school, like time management, that's a mm-hmm. learning experience over life, interpersonal connections, uh, social relation, communication. You know, that's one thing to say about the future generation or the current generation right now is their social intelligence is far past where we were when even we were growing up and we had the internet growing Mm -hmm. up but we didn't have all these social media apps and stuff like that whether it's good or bad is probably trending towards bad because it like we all know that now that social media messes with your head and like yeah humans were not meant to have that much exposure and connection to that many people at the same time and Um, then screen addiction is a thing exactly but this current generation has now always had it Mm -hmm. they've always had this and that is a fascinating thing because what does that do to the developing brain what does that do to their social understanding how they build social relationships i think they'll be perfectly functional humans i'm not worried about the future i'm not like oh the future kids with their fancy (laughs) smartphones and shit like that like i i think they'll be totally fine but i would say like compared to us growing up like in terms of social understanding understanding the world around you like understanding how things work in the world, given that they have access to their phone, to every bit of knowledge of humanity instantaneously, it's kind of pushing them forward because of the same principle of like the kids in that country getting the iPad. You have this technology and it becomes just like the norm and you could play games or whatever, but you could all, you also purely by exposure are exposed to the entire world at the same time. And to relate that back to sports, it's the, like the ability to watch film is so much more at your fingertips than it was when we were there. We had to do VHS VHS tapes that we had to push in and do the training videos or watch the film from the game, the previous one to improve. Like everything is at your fingertips. You have the ability to get instruction, look up, um, different drills different things Mm -hmm. like yeah exactly there's such an advancement in that front as well as like exercise advancements like we we know so much more about the physiological components of the body Mm -hmm. to where we know what would exercise the best for this particular skill set exactly for explosiveness you want to work on plyometrics and various stuff Mm -hmm. like that it gets so in depth to the point to where it's like I think as sports advances, even into the future, as technology grows, Mm -hmm. the mental game, the physical components, and the understanding of how to become the best athlete Mm -hmm. for whatever sport is going to advance. Exactly. Because if I was trying to be a quarterback, I could go on YouTube and I could look up how to throw a football and I would get thousands of videos that teach me exactly what to do. And I would have people that have watched these videos already being like, this is the best strategy, not this one. YouTube got rid of the dislike button, so you can't tell if someone's bad right Right, away. The comments are still there, thankfully. Partly, thankfully, the comments are still a cesspool. But, you know, it's like not so much that, you know, we're getting dumber. The access of information is so much more. Because it's like what you said with the VHS tapes. How would you have learned how to throw a football in, say, 1940? You would have find someone. Yep. 
find someone that did it and hope that he was taught correctly or she was taught correctly. And that's it. Yep. Period. That's it. And you couldn't do college athletes, but now you can because of the new laws. College athletes can use their name and likeness and image and be a tutor for teaching oh, people okay. as opposed to in you, the past. Because you just said you could do college athletes. And I'm like, wait, did I do, say do college? You could do college athletes. And I'm like, where are you going? You could work time? with college athletes. You could work with college. There you go. Yeah. No. So in the future, imagine not just like what sports we'll be playing, but the ability for people to get the training to do whatever they want to do uh, if they're still pushing their bodies to the limit, which I mm-hmm. imagine humans will always be doing, but just like the access to all of these things, the ability to try out a sport. Maybe there'll be a thing where, let's say you want to play a game of basketball, but you didn't have people. You go to the court, they have a whole team of drones, basically. Of, oh, of yeah. Player drones to play with and practice with. You, can, you set can set them to them different, different levels. Exactly. Yeah. So not even just like the playing of it, but the training of it and like the ability for one person, maybe they don't know if they'll like basketball, they can try it out. You know, they, they've got like extendable legs on there so you can get like really tall drones or really short drones just so you can shoot over their heads that's nuts just thinking about the different plays if you need to work on your pick and roll which exactly. is a play in basketball yeah. or like um an inbounds play or something like that that your team even runs and you don't mm-hmm. even have to be with your team that's nuts yeah you've got you load them up with the team that you want to play against it, it's got all the data it's analyzed everything about it. it it basically at that point technology probably is advanced where if you feed it enough footage of a certain player playing it would replicate that player's every move and even augmented reality like you'd have to stay within your certain sphere for mm-hmm. something oh my gosh that's getting crazy yeah that that i believe is totally tangible and it may not even be robots it may be like holograms and or vr right. or stuff like that and you just get your glasses like uh, what i'm wearing you just see them and no one else can see them but they're there and maybe even like you don't even need to go to a special court you just go out to your your basketball hoop you, you define like okay i've got this much area you draw a square on the ground like you do with vr today it'll just load it up right then and there because it knows and it can and anyone can play anything that's ease of access and that's what makes probably makes things wow go forward just imagine the advancement of sport where steph curry is the baseline Like you I mean, can make shots all over the place and then you're just getting absolutely. better. Absolutely. Because you you have these glasses on, you make a shot, it draws an arc of how your ball went and it shows you exactly how much you missed by. So yeah. you can adjust and then it'll be like, it'll give you data because that's what really uh, has pushed, I think, maybe not sports, I don't know, but like the human training is like data, understanding trends, yeah. understanding you, the impact of your actions. So you see how much you missed. You see the angle you shot. You see exactly what adjustment you need to make because now you just eyeball it. You shoot a ball and you're like, I, it was a little left. I don't know how much, but I'll go a little right. Eh, missed little left. Got it. You know, but if that can tell you, like, you are trending closer to perfection, no matter where you are, and your AR goggles have, like, players blocking you suddenly, or, like, you got Shaquille O'Neal standing in front of you, looming over. <laughs> With him. a spicy hot commercial. With a spicy hot back. He's got that. Oh, he's got patches everywhere on both forehead, both eyes, up his nose. He's just breathing fire. <laughs> No, no, the future is uh, going to be very interesting. But that future is not too far away, actually. Yeah, the muscle memory and ability to fine-tune to that specific degree. That's mm-hmm. something I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, exactly. Well, unlike you, the... You know they'll be playing golf in asteroid fields, though. Oh, That's going to happen. That. Zero, gra- like, Zero gravity golf. It's absolute like... Absolute pool. Ping! Like, you'd have super pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, unlike the future... 
Huh. Time does stop at some point for the recording of this podcast. The oh, future oh is God. ongoing. We literally are, are trapped in a time bubble as soon as you <laughs> stop listening to this, and we only resume when you listen. It's it's like we die in between each listen. So please keep listening. You keep us alive. Yes, download them too, because as long as that download file exists on your yeah. phone or device or whatever it is you're listening through, we are able to exist in the back of your mind. So long as someone in the world is listening to an episode at any given time, we are okay. But if in all of those plays, if there's a gap of even like a nanosecond between one person playing and another person playing, we're gone. Please, for us, listen, subscribe, make sure you don't miss an episode or else we might be gone. And that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of Go, my favorite sports team. Uh, I, I honestly want to say this idea was very much inspired by my binge listening of Distractable. Oh. And the the stories and various stuff that you guys tell. Um, and it's just like, it, it just inspired me. And it's one of those things like you talk about that inspiration is like the wealth that you can give to the world. It's the most, I, I think inspiration is the most valuable currency. That that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, uh, Wade, Bob, and of course, Mark, for inspiring this episode. That's and, a uh, different Mark on that podcast. Yeah, that's that's Mark Judge. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. Or Mark. Mark Contestant. Yeah. So many different me's. Either way, um, make sure and subscribe and follow on all of your podcasting listening apps for this Go My Favorite Sports Team, as well as checking out Distractable. I do recommend that. Wouldn't it blow everyone's mind if I actually had a twin brother this whole time? I just never told anybody. I mean, in all fairness, you and your brother have some similarities. You're not like twins, but you... No, no. Anyway, here he is. <laughs> Hi! Hello, everybody! <laughs> no, it's uh, not Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, no, it's my brother. Honestly, I miss your brother. He's chill. You can go visit him if you want. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done here. Uh, uh, as Distractable says, uh, go my favorite sports team. That is what they say. That is what they say. All right, bye.